right. Do we have work to do? Welcome to this week in Skis Athletics. This is your host, Neil Minton, with always my co-host, Rip. How you doing, Rip Ripley? Doing good. Try to stay dry a little bit with all this weather we got going on this week, but doing pretty well. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but this is one of the athletic directors' least favorite kind of days. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're waiting all day to see if there's going to be games or not. You got to reschedule. It's well, you know, everybody wants to call you or text you every, you know, 20 minutes for an update as if we're not refreshing the weather app ourselves uh, every 20 minutes. So, yeah, it's lots, lots of fun. Yeah, so here's where we're stuck. So, um, earlier this week, it was supposed to rain here, big percentage, tornado, implement weather, and nothing happened. And we're at Wednesday, we're people, you know, canceling practice and or in the morning, whatever, and didn't rain or drop. And yeah. it's nobody's fault, not blaming coaches for wanting to cancel and trying sure. to be, you know, yeah, be proactive. Safe. But yeah. so now we're stuck today with kind of a similar forecast of rain at right at game time. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You know, you know that's the, the best way to have to guarantee great weather is to cancel a track meet. Larry Sally at Porter God always jokes that that if you want to have great weather in the afternoon, go ahead and cancel the track meet. And uh, I think this week we were supposed to go to Porter God actually. And I think that's uh, pretty much what happened. We canceled it about one o'clock and I don't think it rained another drop after that. Yeah, it was probably that same day I'm talking about. That's funny. It was. Yeah, what is that? Well, um, you know, so here we are. We're, you know, knee deep now, I say, at least ankle deep, probably knee deep into spring sports and probably finishing up non-region schedules. Some bigger regions probably starting to schedule. But before we get into the spring sports, let's talk about this past weekend. And um, we had North-South games hosted at Wilson yep. Hall and at Calhoun. So, um, you know, I, I did not get any information on the 2A. And that's just – I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I, I know that I, I talked to Mike a little bit because uh, he was at the 2A games in Calhoun. I think he ended up being on the clock and said both games were very competitive, very well attended, um, and, and had two good games. I talked to a couple of young men that played in it um, from, from a couple other schools, and they were they were excited. They, they had a really good time. So I think Calhoun, you know, on the surface, people may wonder why, you know, why Calhoun Academy, you know, and St. Matthews, why are we going over here for an all-star game? I think over at uh, the warehouse, I think is what they're calling it now. Um, over at the warehouse, they, they were able to put together a pretty good day and a good experience for all the kids. Well, good. Well, I was able to go to the three. I went to three A girls. Um, I had some family obligations. I really wanted to go post up there all day. Walked in right at the end of one A boys, and all. And then I saw one of the biggest dunks I've seen in a very long time in person. And um, yeah, um, you probably saw more than one A boys in the girls and I did, but the 1A boys was filled with athleticism. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I thought both the, the 1A games, you know, we see this year after year, I think the the smaller schools in Skiza do a really good job of participating in the games. And, and we see that more and more. And you know, those are the schools that have been doing it forever. You know, unfortunately at the 3A level, we have certain schools that just don't, don't typically send their kids to play, whether it's they have spring sport obligations or they have, um, a couple of teams were still playing this past weekend, I believe, in some postseason tournaments. And, and those are understandable. But, you know, the 1A, they really do get kind of the best kids across the state. And they get kids that that really want to – I mean, they play they play hard. They get after it. Uh, and there's some really good athletes down there playing. I mean, I know the the real dunk of the day was the end of the, the 1A game when uh, Lante Robinson from Clarendon Hall got picked up by his teammate to catch an alley-oop. It was kind of an assisted dunk, I think, and he threw it down. And uh, I was joking. I, I spoke with uh, his family the other day, and um, they were joking about how he didn't know, you know, to let go or not because he wasn't used to actually being out there hanging on the rail. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, I think it was a good experience. Yeah, those uh, the, the one goal at Wilson Hall, I, I texted our AD, Coach Rector, who wasn't able to be there, 
And I was texting him. I was like, coach, this goal is kind of making me a little nervous down here. I don't think it's used to this kind of abuse that, you know, from our guys at Wilson Hall. I mean, these kids were putting a hurting on the rim. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I heard there were 15 or 20 dunks during that game, yeah. during the 1A game. And then, um, so then the 3A girls game. And I will touch on what you said. I was, you know, I would say disappointed. This is certainly not judgmental. I said, I don't want anybody to take it that way. But it does stink in 3A girls with number of girls and boys that did not come. It, and, you know, it's unfortunate. I think, you know, I talked to, to Mike a little about, I mean, you look at the 3A boys side, I mean, of the final four teams in 3A boys, there was zero representation in the All-Star game. So out of those final four teams, you know, now Hilton had prep. Look, I understand that's that's a track on a Saturday morning. But, I mean, it's also a track from Augusta. Some kids were there from Augusta for lower level games. It's a track from, you know, it's from Savannah that some kids are coming up. It's from Spartanburg coming down. So, I mean, it's something that I think, you know, as we move next year into the four classification format, I think, you know, there's some ideas that we can maybe do to revamp our all game a little bit and get some excitement back into it. And I, I, I think that, you know, in talking to Mike, I think we're open to those ideas. I think we, you know, we want to make it a great showcase for our kids. And, and I thought that the 3A games, unfortunately, like you said, there, were, there was a lot of schools that weren't able to be represented. Well, you know, it, it stinks because – for the majority of the athletes, student athletes playing in Skiza, it means something to them. And Absolutely. Um, I know the world's changed, and Rip, and I know I'm old school, and I have a hard time with the AAU team being more important than your high school team. Sure. And I feel sure. like, you know, and there's probably some people who, hey, don't get me wrong, there's people who have very legitimate excuses for not being there. But um, we we as an organization can, can try to do a better job, too, to make it more enticing to play. I think – um, there's some things we can do, maybe advertising it, trying to get college coaches there, um, being involved in all of our all-stars, not just basketball. Um, you know, maybe have an opportunity to get a last chance look for a kid who hadn't got offered yet or has a walk-on spot, not a scholarship spot. And, um, you know, and I do get that, you know, kids are playing baseball and moving on. But there were two girls from Hilton Head Prep there. They probably could have brought somebody. I mean, but we as ADs and coaches need to communicate and try to yeah. take our part and not blaming Hilton and Prep or that, not at all. But just saying, I know there's examples of people traveling who would be more than happy you know, to, to, to bring to people. Hop with. in the car and come on. Yeah. I, you know, I think one thing, too, Neil, that's, that's come up in the past, really big time in the past, you know, 10 years, and, and maybe before this, these other all-star games existed and the skis of kids just weren't included. But you look around the state now, especially Columbia, there's one in Florence, I think, coming up this weekend, possibly the PD, the PD mm -hmm. All-Star game where they've got and it's not just one game. I mean, there's a senior game. There's a there's a junior versus sophomore game. There's a Florence versus Sumter game. There's a there's like four or five games going on that are including a lot of kids that in the past they would have said, appreciate it. No, thank you. I'm playing this season All-Star game. I think we need to figure out a way to make. And there's something that I say we have, and I, I am, it's very much been on my mind since this past weekend of how, what can we do to help promote our league and our kids to come and play in our game that, that makes it desirable. And I think, like you said, have the opportunity to get some looks, get some people in the gym, you know, making it a little bit exciting, I think is, is a way we can go with that. Yeah. Well, you know, getting to the games, and we talked about the, the 2A, 1A, and the 3A games. So, um, I will give Tyra Myers credit because she has played since the eighth grade, I believe, in the North-South All-Star game. So I think I coached her in the eighth grade in North-South All-Star game. Her and um, Ashlyn Watkins, I think I was a coach that year. And um, she's loyal. She's always been there. And she showed out again. Yeah, and, um, again. Yeah. yeah, again. I mean, she was, um, was amazing. It was a great game. Now, I also want to give Northwood um, 
Holly, why did her, why did her daughter's name just slip my mind? What is her name? The Malia. point guard. Yeah, Leah Birch. I mean, she she was unbelievable too. And watching her, yeah. she's still young. Watching her grow and her athleticism. Um, Lauren Jacobs had a good game from Carter Newman as well. She's you know, really attacked the basket. And um, you know, I was impressed with the girls. They played real hard. I thought the girls yeah. played real hard. They played defense both sides. Um, you know, the first Baptist, Mia, what was it, Wysong? She was mm-hmm. diving on the floor and very energetic. Yeah. Um, I know our girls from um, Florence Christian, they, that's the only thing we can do real well is, is hustle. So that's what we did. And, um, yeah. but they, they did a good job. And, um, you know, both, both teams played real hard. Hilton Head Prep girls, I thought played extremely hard for the, um, for the South team as well. And, and I know I'm leaving yeah. people out, but I'm not trying oh, yeah. to. Um, you know, I thought, you know, watching it from, from, you know, not knowing as me, the girl side, and I thought Audrey Bennett from Mars Manning had a really yeah, good game. she played real well. Um, she came in and played really hard as well. And you know, I, I just thought, you know, all star games are always tricky because you know it, it's based first on your on your all region teams. Well, sometimes someone can make an all region team and not necessarily be a quote, you know, set up for that type of all star game. You know what I mean? Like they're like you're talking about, like your girls are really. I mean, they're just they work hard and they play defense and they dive on the ground for these balls. And you know, it's not necessarily they're going to be able to shoot you know, that high scoring affair where they could just, you know, fill it up from the outside. And, but I thought in the girls game, it, it actually turned into a great game where they were actually competing and everybody was able to contribute. Sometimes in all-star games and the boys game got like this for the first half a little bit, it turned kind of into a three point and dunk contest. You know, right. I mean, it was, there was not, I mean, I was given one of our guys some grief. I mean, he literally moved out the way of a kid under the basket. So he could try to dunk it. And I was like, what, you know, what are you doing? He was like, well, I tried to box one earlier. They gave me grief for it. So I didn't want to get, you know, fussed at. And I was like, dude, play basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now the end of both the games were, was great basketball. Oh I mean, yeah. Both Absolutely. games went to overtime. Uh, the boys, you know, the, the coach apps from Lawrence Banning kind of, uh, you know, his personality, he kind of watched the first half and let them do their thing. And I think his blood was boiling a little bit too much on no defense. And he started kind of hollering at the guys. And I mean, if they didn't come back from about 10 down and tied it and sent it overtime and um, ended up winning the game in overtime. So uh, two, two really competitive games on, on the three, a side, I thought. Yeah. I didn't know that um, they were going to do overtime originally. I, I don't know why I was like, well, maybe they'll just call it a tie. And um, at the end of the girls game, Tyler Myers hits the Steph Curry three, this at yeah. the buzzer. And I was like, this is, quit right now and let that be yeah. her career because it was you know it was just oh, yeah. significant it was a it was a great it was awesome Absolutely. Shot. yeah the, the ref the rest came, came on at first we're gonna put four minutes we're in a full overtime and i was like all right let's go two let's you know we got other games to get in and then actually we were for the second overtime and we don't before where it's a sudden death overtime uh which actually they get after i bet uh, you know yeah. it's we throw up the tip the jump ball and it's first team to score wins and uh, it makes them actually have to play defense a little bit, so like that. And that was if it had gone to a second overtime, we were going to go to the sudden death, you know, golden basket format, uh, which would have <laughs> been kind of fun too. But, uh, but no, I, th- I thought the three A games, the kids that came, I appreciated those that, that took the time to be there, and and I thought that they, the kids that came, had a great, had a great experience. Yeah, and you know, it's just different, man. You know, kids come to schools that later ages or change schools and whatever. And maybe that's part of it too. So being a, sure. in a skis all-star name doesn't mean as much as it, as it would to, you know, me or somebody who's been there since three K. So sure. I think a lot of factors, but you're right. It was a great, ended up being a great afternoon. Thank you for skis. And thank you for all the people running it. I know um, coach Jarecki's daughter was at the gate for at Wilson hall yeah. and David Arwood from Florence Christian was announced and did a good job. And 
um, Wilson Hall, I forget his name. What's his name? Was doing Coach the clock. Morrison. Neil yeah, Morrison Coach was on the clock yeah. for us. Oh, yeah. So everybody's pitching in, and that's um, we appreciate that. So basketball now is over, Rip. Done. We uh, and I will mention really quickly. I know uh, as we as we finish basketball, Cathedral Academy last week. Uh, I didn't want to touch on them. They went to a tournament up in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of a postseason uh, Christian Schools Association tournament, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I, I think the boys won. I think the boys yeah. won the tournament. And the and girls they, had a really good showing. They made a maybe Final Four run or something, maybe. Yeah. So uh, so congratulations to, to the coaches there that, you know, at Cathedral that were able to find a tournament for them to participate. And, and you see those from time to time for some of the smaller schools. Uh, there's some kind of postseason tournaments you can get involved with. Uh, but I thought that was really good, you know, really good for Skeezer, too. And, and I know at some point we've talked about having Chris on, and, and I'd like to get that experience from them a little bit of, of what that was like to go, you know, out of state and play in a, a national-type tournament like that. That's a good idea. So we need to get in touch with him. So um, moving on to the spring sports now. And yeah. um, here, here's – I think spring as ADs we know is difficult. And also now as podcasters is also difficult because it is hard to compile. There's so many things going on at one time. Um, there's so many different sources. As you know, not many teams put their spring sports into max preps necessarily. Yeah. I know a lot of schools use game changers, but I don't think they compile stats and standings and things. So it's um it's difficult to kind of find everything. So I'm going to do a little quick recap of, of what I know for baseball and softball. Okay. Coach Ribley okay. is going to talk a little bit about golf and track and, um, and then we're just going to plead and beg you guys to help us. So that's kind of the, what we're going to do. So I'll go with baseball. And um, I did not know this until I did a little research. Um, well, I knew Hammond was going to be really good. You know, they've had yeah. scouts out there and they've, they've played the part so far. Um, Tucker, what's his last name? Tolman? Tucker Tolman. Tolman. Tucker Tolman. LSU commit. You know, he's the real deal. Um, they have a great program going right now. Great group of athletes. Um I, I can say they're the team to beat, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make a fearless forecast of the state championship. It's going to be Hammond versus Hilton Head Prep. Okay, yeah. Hilton okay. Head Prep had a strong team last year. Absolutely. They did. They made a good run, kind of surprised people. And let me tell you what, Hilton Head Prep is currently 8-0. Okay. They've, beaten, uh, they've won some tournaments. Um, not only that, in that eight games, they have outscored their opponents 111-17. to 17. Wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Now they're going to be down there in that flex region, um, not playing any big three A teams, I guess. But you know, I hadn't really looked for the schedule. But I know they got a, from basketball. If any of those guys pitch, they got some leverage, buddy. And oh yeah, they look like They got to have a pitching staff down there. So yeah. um, you um know, I look for them to make some noise down there in the low country. And I think you know <laughs> them and Hammond good to be on a collision course. Now that being said. There's some very good 3A teams. Lawrence Mann is really good. Wilson Hall's had a solid year. Um, there's some more Columbia schools who are going to be, you know, yeah. competing. You know, Pinewood Prep has law is, is going to be good. They lost to Hilton Head Prep twice already. Now one was by one run and, and one. So yeah. I mean, those are some good competitive games. You know, First Baptist and Porter Gal sometimes will throw out some some good teams here and there. And um, and then Carter Newman solid. So I mean, you you look at it there. Um, you know, our boys right now are five and one. You know, yeah. which is a good start. Now we're about to get to the meat of the season. So there's some Absolutely. lot of good in there, young teams. So there's a lot of competitive teams in, in 3A. But I would look, yeah. I would be shocked if I didn't see Hammond and, and Hilton Head Prep right there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the Columbia region, I think is probably, you know, the Columbia region and our region over the years have been stronger um, than the Charleston region, at least in the past few years. Like you said, there, there's a, 
every year there's a Pinewood or a First Baptist or a, a Porter Gow that has, you know, some good arms, some good guys and come out and play. Um, I know that uh, that Porter Gowd has a, has a Vandy commit down there, and um, the whole uh, Chad Holbrook son uh, is a Vandy commit. Um, you know, so, so there's some kids popping up all around. You know, one stat is we played Hammond last week, and I was talking to some of the boys going to that game. They said, yeah, Tucker, I think Tucker hit like three or four bombs out of his first seven at-bats, <laughs> and they, they've been putting him in the leadoff spot because you kind of have to pitch to him. You know, they're not letting him slide down in the middle of the lineup where you can just walk. Like, you have to make a decision. Am I going to start every game off by putting a base runner on, or am I going to pitch to this guy? And, uh, you know, I think that that's an interesting strategy from someone who you might not see as a leadoff sometimes, but he's, um, you know, obviously playing really, really well. And he's not the only one at Hammond. They've got multiple other kids that can play. Um, but I think that Columbia region, uh, you know, with Carter and Ben Lippin, uh, Ben Lippin's got a pretty strong team again this year. They made the playoffs last year. Um, and Hammond, and then in our region, you know, really all four teams, and it comes down to pitching. It always is pitching, right? I mean, that's that's always going to be what makes or breaks you in, in high school baseball. The format that a lot of regions have chosen now is a little bit different than it was, you know, five, ten years ago, uh, where you kind of play the same team twice in a week sometimes, or you play them closer, where you you can't throw your ace out there. You know, I can't circle Florence Christian on the schedule and say, hey, we're throwing our ace both games against Florence Christian because we need to beat Florence Christian. I don't have that option. I've got to play them twice in a week, and I can't do that anymore. Can we just call that what it is? It's the Robbie Jordan rule? <laughs> I think there were multiple influences on that, but, yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's what I always yeah. heard it called, and I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I think, you know, Columbia, you know, kind of started that rule, and, and, and then the other regions, I mean, for scheduling purposes, we all kind of had to adopt it basically because – you know, otherwise we weren't going to get non-region games available at those times. So, you know, I think that that, that adds a new element. The playoff structure is different now in, in high school, in skis of baseball. You know, it used to be, I remember you would play, what was it, a doubleheader Friday, single game Saturday, doubleheader Monday, single game Tuesday to get through your first two rounds. Well, now you've got a whole week for each round. Uh, that That is different. You know, I mean, that's something that's kind of, kind of evolved the past few years. So, the teams with deeper pitching staffs and you know, that are the teams that are set up to go longer. And that's where some of the teams, like you mentioned, are, are set up for that. Yeah. I'm at the three if Augusta Christian is going to sneak in, they've had huh? a really good run in male sports yeah. this year. And, they have. and um, so maybe, maybe, you know, they might surprise some teams in Columbia region. And I think, you know, like I said, it's Wilson Hall and Lawrence Manning, but I think, you know, Florence Christian's got a good young team, hungry, um, new coach this year. So i um, curious to see how, how that plays out. And like I said, I think Pinewood prep, it's the team down south, but um, Hilton Head Prep being a flex, you kind yeah. of put them in that region, I think. You know, in that Charleston region. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, sure. sh should be um, very competitive in three. Now, in 2A, um, and I always say this, too, baseball and softball typically can be rural sports. And I'm telling you what I mean. 1A and 2A don't offer track and field a lot of times, or they don't offer – all the other sports that some of the bigger yeah. schools do. And because Soccer, that, lacrosse, things like that, yeah. Right. So you have um, more athletes focused and concentrated on the sports you do have. And, um, you know, so in 2A, you know, without seeing a whole, whole lot, um, I, I know in our region we have two very, very good teams in our area. PD is really loaded, great pitching staff. And Williamsburg is absolutely a beast of a team. They beat West Florence High School last week in, with a big win. Um, and they look really, really good. So I know in 2A, I, I would look for, from this side of the state for those two teams. Now, I also know Calhoun um, 
has had a really good year in boys sports as well. And um, I think they have a pretty decent team down there. We saw Coach Rankin's um, Lee Academy. Um, they are another solid baseball team, always are, well coached. Nice, yeah. Played them in a 5-3 game last week, you know, real close game. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think you're right, it's going to go down to pitching. Now, once again, I'm not even going to say anything about Spartanburg region. They might come down here and have four teams in the Final Four for all I know. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, well, and I think the hard thing, too, is, you know, it's in basketball, when you're comparing, you know, hey, you're, you're, a, you're a coach and you're looking to say, hey, all right, or, or even just comparing teams. Hey, like you said, Florence Christian versus Williamsburg. Well, you know, y'all were in a 5-3 game. But if I'm someone in Williamsburg's region looking at that game, you know, I don't know who pitched for Williamsburg. I don't know who pitched for Florence Christian that game. You know, I mean, just based on where it is in the schedule, you know, that is one unique thing about baseball that – that it is, it is hard sometimes to compare, you know, oh, well, and it's got to be hard for the committee at the end of the day because it's like, hey, well, yeah, this team beat this team but lost to this team. But, you know, but the game they lost, well, that was their fifth game in, in six days and they were on their, you know, JV ninth grade pitcher that was out there slinging the ball. You know what I mean? It's, right. it, it's got to be hard to compare that, um, you know, in baseball especially. Softball a little bit, but softball obviously pitching is a little bit – you can do it a little bit more often than you can in baseball. Um, but no, I think the strength's typically been in the middle, like you know, the rural areas of the state. You know, for two A, you've got you know, like you said, the Williamsburgs and the Lee Academies um, down in the Orangewood Preps and the and the Calhouns and some of those in that area down there. And then for the one A level, you're looking at your Dorchester Academies, you're looking at your Cotton Preps, you're seeing your you know some of those again schools like that 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 have great traditions in baseball and and are, and are really good. Yeah, at the year. and and Colin Prep actually is two A. Um, now and I okay, think Dorchester right, and Holly Hills 1A, yeah. and they were all in the same region forever, region. so that's why it's easy. Now, especially when I was there a decade ago, it's hard to believe yeah. it's been that long. <laughs> real, we're getting old. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, you definitely expect to see those teams in the mix. But I'll tell you another team, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andrew Jackson, yep, um, yeah. involved in the 1A. Um, you know, they, um, you know, they got a good group of athletes right now, and um, you know, we probably need to get some information from some of these, um. Absolutely. Low country schools and, and people, we just need to communicate with them. And, and same with soccer. I can't really help you much with soccer. I know. Um, no, I mean, I, I can, you know, a little bit. Uh, I know I've got some guys that I definitely want to uh, to reach out to on the soccer front. I know, you know, Pinewood Porter at the 3A level, Carter Newman, Hammond are, are typically your big dogs uh, when, it, when it comes to soccer. And, um, you know, Heathwood Hall typically has a pretty strong team too. That Columbia region this year is actually pretty loaded what I hear. And, and, and again, like you mentioned with the baseball and softball being more rural, those, if you look at it are more in your city areas, cause they've got big soccer clubs. They've got, you know, in up in Columbia, there's a massive soccer club that, you know, Carter Newman, Heathwood Hammond are all plugged into and they've got their kids playing, you know, more soccer at a young age and, and, and because they have pretty strong programs. Yeah. And I know, let's say, I know one, a um, low country prep, um, you know, sometimes has really good teams. Our boys will play them. But Christian Academy on the beach, um, they won the state last year, I think, in 2A, I think, in boys' soccer. I think that's right. Um, and um, they destroyed um, Florence Christian 7 nothing other, other other week. And yeah. just heard nothing but good things about how, how what a good team they are. So, you know, that's somebody to look yeah. for on the soccer front. Now, softball. Um, softball also is well, like baseball. It's hard to kind of come up, but I know this in our area, PD Academy girls are nine and one. Um, okay. Played in the PD. There's always a big tournament um, called the PD pitch off here in yep. Florence. Yeah, we were up there. Your girls yep. were there. Um, but I know that PD beat 
South Lawrence, which is a very big accomplishment. South Lawrence has a very good yeah. program. They beat Ainer. They beat. They lost to Dillon High School. It's the only one they lost to, but um, they they look really good. Yeah, they were state. They were state runners up last year in two A. PD was. Yeah. Um, and they were um runners up to Colin and Prep. And Colin and Prep, um, they did graduate. Um, a girl named Westland Jones who was actually starting. She sent two hole for Charleston Southern this year as a as a freshman. Um, okay. And her younger sister is the catcher at Colin and Prep. She's already signed with Charleston Southern, and she's a beast as well. I mean, she is a great player. Um, uh, so I know they're happy to see that one Jones girl is gone, but their pitcher's back as well. And um, Colin Prep returned a lot of people. So, you know, it, right off the rip, it'd be hard to say Colin Prep and PD probably aren't your favorites in 2A to meet each other again. But Williamsburg also has traditionally a good team. They have a pitcher named Neely Lamb who's also – um, I know getting recruited and going to play college softball, possibly at Charleston Southern as well. And um, so um, there's some really good talent. Of course, um, Calhoun is off to a 4-0 start, according to Max Preps and softball. Um, so I think the 2A, man, it's going to be real competitive. Um, 2A has been traditionally really good. And 3A softball, you know, it might come down to Lawrence Main and Wilson Hall. Um, we saw Carter Newman the other night. They hit the ball really well. Um, you know, you know, pitcher was good. I, I don't know if – you know, as dominant as, as what they've had some years, but sure. he was, she did a really good job. Um, so, I mean, I don't know who else in the Columbia region um, outside of Carter Newman has a chance to compete. I think that's probably their strong team. And obviously, yep. you know, I'm, your girls, um, Teresa does a good job and Wilson Hall will be there. Lawrence Manning program, you know, that sure. quite the rivalry there. In South oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No love lost. Yeah, um, no, you know, we actually – we're, we're actually playing uh, college prep today, so that'll be interesting. Or supposed to play if the weather holds, obviously. Um, we're supposed to play college prep today, so that would be an interesting matchup. You know, to, uh, Coach Alexander for us is always, you know, her preseason schedule is littered with with 2A schools. I mean, that's who she wants to play because, you know, the Williamsburgs, the Lee Academies, the, the, the you know, even the Carolinas. I mean, they always have in our area – really strong, really strong softball. And so she, you know, likes playing them early in the season, getting a good barometer for where she is. And, and I know feeding for us personally, I know we played in the same PD pitch off last week and lost to Dillon high school, who obviously is pretty strong. Mm -hmm. um, but we, uh, we went three and one on the weekend and, 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 you know, we've got pretty much uh, our same team from last year, minus, I think only two players. Um, we brought a lot to Teresa brought a lot back. And so, um, and, we'll, and we've only got one senior, I believe, this year. And so she's, you know, we're kind of in a good little run right here with softball here at Wilson Hall. And, and I know there's uh, some excitement around the program. So it should be interesting. And I wish I had more information to say 1A, but I mean, I think it's the same players. I think you got to consider a Dorchester, a Clarendon Hall. You know, those guys typically have good programs and um, have been really good. But I'm sure there's some other low country schools that I just may not know about. So, you know, um, so that's going to kind of lead us. Why don't you talk a little bit about golf and track and then we'll close. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, a little bit, I know, you know, golf season kind of off and running. I know uh, I spoke earlier, there's a, uh, a big tournament coming up in Florence, a few big tournaments. There's one in Columbia this coming week. Uh, this kind of a two day, 18 hole tournament. And, you know, the interesting thing with golf is, is you've got typically your weekday rounds or nine hole rounds, right? You go out, you play nine holes, you come back. But over the past few years, we've seen a growth in these 18 hole tournaments maybe some of them one day, some of them two days that, that really bring a different challenge to these golf programs that I mean, you have to go qualify for them and, and come out. You know, I know on the boys side uh, for, you know, at the three A level, I should say, you've got, uh, you know, Porter Gow is always strong. You've got Trinity Collegiate is really, really strong. They've, they've built a really strong program up there um, over the past few years. 
Um, you know, you see Carter Newman has had success on the girls and boys side. Uh, girls, obviously, in the fall, but, um, you know, they've had a strong team. Uh, I know we've – at Wilson Hall, we've got a pretty young team this year um, that, that has played with – we played Heathwood last week, we played Hammond last week, we played Ben Lippin, and kind of played some close matches uh, with a lot of them. So I think I, – I don't know a ton. I'm interested to see some of these big tournament scores uh, where you've got um, – you know, the, the, the Trinities and the Porter Gouds and the Pine, some of those bigger schools, Hilton Head schools typically fairly strong from year to year. Um, and so, so it'd be interesting to see that. And then, and then the two way level, again, like you say, you're looking at your, your Hilton Head schools, your Charleston schools, your Myrtle Beach schools um, is kind of where a lot of the strength is uh, when it comes to golf. Uh, Arthur Prep actually has a pretty, had a pretty strong team last year as well um, in golf. And then kind of speaking a little more to what, you know, I know of right now is track and field kind of kicking off. And, uh, you know, it is amazing to me over the past couple of years, just how the, the jump that we've made in track and field at the skis level. I know, you know, I know Florence Christian hadn't had a team in a few years, so y'all haven't seen some of it. Um, but, but just around the state, there's a big, a massive meet that happened last weekend uh, at Lower Richland. Uh, you know, we had a girl, Gabby David from Heathwood Hall, long jumped 18 feet, 10 and a half inches. Um, which is which is legit. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the top jumps in the country this year uh, for for a high school female. Um, you know, Amari Bennett uh, over at Hammonds, who somehow is only a junior. I thought that kid's been running for for twenty years now, uh, but he's been running since he was in sixth grade. But he ran a fifteen oh nine in the hundred meter hurdles, um, which is which is again second uh, second time in the state right now. Uh, one of the top times for in the country by a junior in the hurdles. Uh, Heathwood Hall also on the girls side has Madeline Gomez, a, a miler um, and two miler who, who put in a 507 mile for a girl was really strong. Uh, Connor Smith over Wilson Hall did, did run a, a, a 956 last week in the two mile, uh, which is, which is really, really strong for him too. And, and then like I said, Porter Gow, very strong year after year. I, I would say, you know, right now in the state, Heathwood and Porter Gow are kind of the top two teams across the board. Um, at the 2A level, Orangeburg Prep, Spartanburg Christian, Thomas Sumter are kind of your main hitters. Um, but over the next few weeks, we get to kind of see that play out. And, and look, the thing is, you know, we talk about other sports where you've got baseball, you're worried about pitching matchups, you're worried about, you know, next day, whatever. Track and field, the numbers are the numbers. And, and it's kind of easy. You got, now, you got to perform it at a consistent level, stay injury-free, things like that. But it is fun as a track coach throughout the year you know, there's ways that and and uh, mile split uh, SC runners, which is this website we use, kind of like a max preps. Um, SC runners allows you now to make it a lot easier for coaches. I used to have to do an Excel spreadsheet where I was studying results of meets and putting the times in to see virtual meets. But now, you know, SC runners, you can run virtual meets throughout the years and and see how well these kids are consistently competing. Um, and so I think that the track schedule is really just kicking off. I know next Saturday, Porter Gowd and Heathwood are both hosting mo major invitationals. Uh, Summer High is as well. That's where we'll be going. Uh, but we're kind of getting that season with this, these major invitationals on the Saturdays and then your weekly Wednesday meets as well um, to kind of see how the track season is going to shake down. Cool. Well, that's a great recap, and I appreciate it. So here's our plea. Um, people out there listening, all two of you, we need you to – um, you know, contact us through the Skiza scoreboard and news um, Facebook page, um, you know, or send us, send, you know, me, Neil Minton or Rip Ripley, send us a message or email. You can look us up at school or whatever. And, you know, who, who in your area is someone who can really report well on multiple sports, you know, whether it be from the Spartanburg region, Columbia, PD, Low Country, um, whatever it is, you know, who has done something spectacular, you know, who hit, 
you know, like I said, three out of four. Who went three for four, three homers? You know, who hit for the cycle? Who threw a no-hitter? We like to promote them. We like to throw that name out there. We like to, you know, give them the credit and, um, you know, and, and if, if there's some issues, if there's some things that we can maybe help clarify, you know, let us know. We will look into it and we'll try to just use our experience and people we know and try to answer questions. So that's really what we want to do this. We want to promote this is um, promote our athletes, promote our schools, um, help make this, you know, help make skis the best it can possibly be. And we need your help with that. Um, so Rip, you got anything else? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, kind of our vision for, for getting together doing this is finding a new way to promote uh, skis athletics and, and kind of what we do. I mean, this, you know, I, Neil and I are both kind of lifetime skis of guys and, and we know, you know, where this league's come from. We've seen it build over the past few years and we want to kind of help continue that trend and, and really showcase some of the schools in our league and, and, and some of the student athletes and coaches. You know, I think, you know, even with this podcast, it's a great way we talk a lot about our coaches not being able to connect and, and struggling, you know, the coaches clinic, we haven't had it in a few years because of COVID or, you know, the old school, we used to all go to Orangeburg and get, eat that buffet. I can remember uh, the country buffet over there and, and we'd chicken, all baby. schedule. It was good. Right. Stuff. Oh yeah. We, we, you know, we all schedule our games and now, you know, with scheduling and, and things being done so much earlier and zoom calling uh, you know, we're, we're losing some of that, I feel like. And I think that, you know, we're trying to find ways, hey, how can we interject that back in? And I think this is a great way to do it. You know, we want to kind of reach out to some of you guys, some of you coaches and, and say, hey, come on, talk to us about your area, about your school. You know, heck, let's let's get to the point where we're trading, you know, trading thoughts, trading strategies, trading, you know, how, how do we want to build our programs to be some of the best in the state? I think that camaraderie it's something that, that Neil and I both talked about kind of being on our hearts that we want to improve here in Skiza. And, and so coaches, you know, reach out to us, say, hey, I'd love to come on and talk about, you know, hey, I, I coach golf and I could give you some insight. You know, again, neither one of us are golf coaches or tennis or, or some of these sports that, um, you know, I feel like we could, could really benefit from, from talking about and, and building our, our culture here in Skiza. So yeah. that's kind of my vision of, of doing this a little bit. And then I hope that we're able to find – uh, you know, some people that really that really enjoy what we're doing and, and understand it, and, and they'll come on and talk with us a little bit. Yeah, I did see somebody post something about um wanting to know state swim results. Man, results, I don't know. Yeah. I promise yeah. you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've got uh yeah, I mean absolutely, and I think that's something that you know working in our website and, and using the Facebook group to communicate is a great thing too, and and even that's been good over the past few years, but. You look at the schools, you know, and you'll remember the old the old uh, Palmetto football talk message boards uh, that used to go on, man. And you'd have and you'd have some great information, and you'd have some people that would you know be there to stir the pot, obviously. But um, that one you could hide behind a mysterious name on Facebook. You got to yeah, put your name that's on right, it. That's right. That's um, right. But you know, but even with that, I mean, there's you know, I'll give uh, Lewis Seabro that at Palmetto Christian does a great job. Every match Palmetto Christian has, he puts their results in the skis on the message board. You know, he did it for volleyball. He did it for basketball. Um, there's a couple of schools that do a good job posting results, but it's only a handful of schools. You know, I wish there was a way you mentioned, you know, max preps is a great tool that we have as coaches. Some coaches don't like to put their information out there. And, and I respect that. I mean, that's, that's their choice, you know, but it does make it hard. And when you get to spring sports, it's virtually impossible. I mean, max preps, you've got a few that might put on baseball, softball, you've got SC runners or mile split. That'll do track you know, but golf, tennis, soccer, uh, it is hard to get results. I mean, even following through Twitter streams and stuff. And I had a coach that they asked me, hey, have you seen any softball results from this school? And I'm like, the only way I know to do it is to go through their Twitter and scroll through and try to find a softball emoji somewhere. Um, and, 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 you know, that, that's the only way to do it. So 
Um, I do like the idea of kind of getting information in one place and, and again, us kind of growing and sharing as a league and, and enjoying that process. Yeah, well, I appreciate you um, taking the time this morning, Rip, and um, hopefully next week we'll be able to um, really get some information for some people because if not, we're going to have a pretty boring show next week. But, I mean, if, <laughs> if not, you know, if we get some information from people, we can really update the different regions, different classifications in the spring sports, and we'd love to do that. We'd love to do that for you guys. So um, help, help me help you. <laughs> That's right. Help me help you. Well, I hope everybody has a great weekend and um, hope this weather gets by today. Coach, until next time, we'll see you. I appreciate it, Neil. See you, bud.